He ran a mafia respected by many. He left a trail of smart aleck blood too many miles to be counted. But his house was robbed and his laptop and external hard drive stolen. So relaunching from the ground up, he's a converted, God-fearing new creature with histories to tell with the help of a wormhole. He's the Scrappy Chihuahua! It is now the middle of 1627 in the Plymouth County, Massachusetts. The Scrappy Chihuahua and his friends have been with the Pilgrims and the other English settlers since 1617, and none of them have aged a day. It's a podcast author thing. The last time we visited with them, they suffered great starvation for two years, but the village is thriving now. Look at everyone smiling. And everyone is working. Some of them are getting bigger guts. How did you do it, Mr. Bradford? Remember four years ago in the summer of 23, just after the drought ended? Yeah. Town morale was lower than when half of the settlers died the first winter. At the end of the following winter, I called the seven town advisors to a meeting. Any ideas how we can grow more crops than we have? At this rate, we'll be in debt to the company till our children are old. There's been a constant complaint of the strongest dogs, who work the most and hardest, that they receive the same amount as those who are faking sick and doing no work at all. And I must say, that is not right. And I don't know how many times I've caught people stealing from the storehouse. Things are so bad that rumors now fly that some of Western's people have eaten the bodies of the Indian cats. And they are stealing food from the Indians. Outrageous! This needs to be dealt with before we dismiss tonight. But first, how do you suggest we solve the crop supply problems? Well, the Bible says a labor war is worth a hire and not to oppress them by withholding their wages. Is there a way each can be rewarded according to the amount of work they put in? Well, it makes sense to me that folks take more pride and care in their own belongings. They seem detached from truly loving things they have to care for, but belong to others. What if each family was given possession and responsibility for their own garden land, and then when it comes time... And the next day at the town meeting... Listen up, folks. This is what we believe will work much better than what we have been doing. We will divide plots of farmland to each of you and you will take possession of it and be responsible for it. You may grow as much or as little as you choose. It's your choice. You may eat as much of your own crops as you see fit. You may trade whatever amount you choose. Mind you now, you are only taking possession of the land, not ownership. It is still under the title of the London Company until the full debt is paid. And it looks like it worked. Everyone eagerly went to work looking forward to gathering up everything they had sowed. And the women who faked sickness and accused you of tyranny and oppression if they were compelled to plant, now take their little pups into the field to help them plant with excitement. Aye, ma'am. And the experiment of communal service, otherwise known as communism, proved to be a miserable failure. Although it has been tried since the days of Plato, it has never once rewarded hard workers. 
or inspire lazy people to find achievement in work. And that taking away of property and the possession of it in community by a commonwealth would make a state happy and flourishing? As if they were smarter than God? Nah! Yeah, if only I was allowed to slap at them across at the chops. Oi! Yes, the dogs who worked the most received the least, and those who hardly worked at all got much more. It was terrible for the morale. Ah, let me guess. That communist method didn't work? Indeed. And I say, seeing that all people have an uncleanness in them that would have destroyed them under the system, that God in his wisdom saw another plan of life was fitter for them. We work on the honor system, and those who carry honor in their hearts make it work. What became of the adventurers of Plymouth who stole the Indians' food that winter? He refused to stop. We had to hang him. really come here to steal the Indian cat's land and kill them? Kill them? Letty boy, I don't know what what talk you've been listening to, but if you're asking me and Pastor Brewster and the rest of the church from Leiden, the answer to your question is no. The Indian cats are willing to share this small parcel of land with us. They are willing to live in harmony with us as we are with them. But I do have some great fears about the future. But fears, Mr. Preferred? We imagined this would be a small community of God-loving folks. But the people in England with lots of money and lots of plans keep sending more and more people to live here. And they're from the Anglican Church and its system of merits and penalties. They are beginning to outnumber us and they don't like the Indian cats. The more that come here, the more an arrogant air of superiority over the Indian cats gets heavier. We dreamed of being a shining city on a hill, but with more people arriving who love wealth and power more than they love God, I do fear relations could erode soon and become hostile. Well, Mr. Bradford, it's a time we return to our land. I want to thank you for letting us sail, walk, sleep, shiver, starve, eat, bleed, Love and fellowship and all that other stuff we did with you all. It's been a most wonderful blessing to know you all, Squeaky Rudder. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Bradford. I wish you were one of my own sons. Oh, yes, yes, I do. Goodbye, Mr. Bradford. You are one of the most amazing, persevering people I've ever met. Farewell, Mr. Bradford. You are one very faithful chihuahua, head and haunches above most others. So long, Mr. Bradford. Your life and character are remarkably exceptional. Goodbye, Mr. Bradford. I hope I can be one one hundredth as brave as you are when I grow up. Hi, Mr. Bradford. If I ever catch anybody lying about you, I'll slash your face off. Goodbye, Mr. Bradford. Love God with all your heart, always. Mr. Bradford, I'm with Ernie. Anybody lies about you, I'll drop a dookie in his Nike. Oh, Clyde, Ernie, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm sure God would not approve of that. Just be honest and speak the truth, okay? And you all are too kind. Is your ship coming in today to take you home? Yet, wormhole. Looking around on the ground, Scrappy Bradford asked, where? Which one? Wormhole? How in the Lord's green earth do you use one of those to travel? It's not from the earth ground. It's from 
outer space. Outer space? Da! Actually, it's a pilgrim wormhole. It defected from my magic backpack to go live in Scrappy's pocket watch. Kids, we're five minutes past the Yakoi view. I can't sleep after that. Yeah, that was crazy exciting. Look at the ball playing Eddie Winslow gave me. Hey, I got bars on my cell phone. Wee! In bed, you. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the people who come here in your name. We know they aren't perfect, but you didn't let that stop you from setting people free and spreading your gospel around the world. Help us follow you into all truth and be ready to speak about your indescribable glory. And to keep these puppies and kittens safe while they sleep. And especially help us forgive all wrongs done and remember that you are the avenger of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good night, Auntie Clem and Grandma Lola. Good night, Uncle Scrappy. Good night, Auntie Sasha. Good night, Uncle Granit. Good, Good night, night kids. I'm not gonna say amen. Oops. Huh? Hey, is that Dominic or Billington? Catch them. You've been listening to the Scrappy Chihuahua Podcast, produced at the studios in Gollywood, Indiana. The Scrappy Chihuahua Podcast is copyrighted 2014 by Fuzzy Dog Blues Productions. All rights reserved. Unauthorized duplication is strictly prohibited. Any unauthorized reproduction and or sale could result in Vito and Bruno escorting you to Broken Arms Hotel. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune in again on the Scrappy Chihuahua Podcast.